What's good to my community? I'm happy you're here. Welcome to what is now episode 88 of Creative Ambiance. I hope your mind, spirit, and well-being are all in a great place. And if not, I hope that this episode might help you get there. You're in for a treat today. This one is special because this individual is truly a one-of-a-kind creative and is someone who has influenced the masses and trailblazed a path for many to follow, including myself. Andre Power is joining us today in what is his first ever long-form podcast to share some intimate parts of his mindset, journey, and perspectives. We talk about his high level of gratitude, blue-collar background, and efforts he puts into leaving behind a legacy that will last forever. Trust me, this one is a gem, so I hope to see you all the way through to the end. Let's go ahead and get into it. Here's episode 88 of Creative Ambiance with the great Andre Power. What up? This is Andre Power. You are now tuned in to Creative Ambiance. What's good to my community? Joining me today is an individual who has transcended in so many different aspects of his life, whether it be through business as an entrepreneur, the founder of Lilinka, or the co-founder of Selection Musical.ly as a world-renowned DJ, as a designer, as an artist, as a tastemaker, even uh, a world traveler, which we're definitely going to get into as well. But nevertheless, uh, we have Andre Power joining us today on Creative Ambiance. How you feeling, brother? Feeling amazing. Feeling amazing? <laughs> yeah. It's been a great year. Absolutely, man. And I'm, I just wanted to share with you my gratitude for having you on. As I was telling you off camera, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. I've been following your journey for probably close to 10 years now. So yeah, this is a this is definitely a long time coming. And I'm curious if you were you know, envisioning this life that you live right now, or if this is something that you feel like you were just blessed with and are just experiencing through pure exploration because you live a really extraordinary life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is definitely not what I envisioned for my life. Um, coming from where I, I come from, I feel like a lot of people around me uh, just kind of stay where they are. Um, and where, where was that? Um, Born and raised in Philly, um, okay. spent, you know, middle school, high school in Delaware, which a lot of people might not know, but it's declared the first state in, uh, in, in America. That's like our tagline, you know, every, oh, every is it? state has their tagline. Yeah. Um, a lot of people also know Delaware as being like tax-free state, which is why a lot of like businesses are started in Delaware. But anyway, uh, high school, college in Delaware, um, I come from a, a very like blue collar, I guess, like community, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people just just kind of found their passion and found their career pretty early on, um, you know, went to college, graduated, kind of locked in that job, started the families. They still have their families, you know, kids are, are a bit older now and their kids are in, like, the people I went to high school with, their kids are in high school now. Wow, okay. So, kind of give it away my age, <laughs> away my age a, little a little bit. bit. But, yeah, so, you know, I feel like in high school and, 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 and kind of growing up in that area, I, I feel like I always saw more for myself, you know? I feel like I always saw something a little greater. I just didn't really fully connect to to my peers and to a lot of people around me. Um, and I wasn't sure how I was going to 
get to where I wanted to get. I wasn't even sure where I was going. Did you see this life though? Like what the, the life that you're living is so, like I said, extraordinary. Like, yeah. did you see this vision for yourself or is this kind of evolved into what it is? Never saw the vision. Cause again, I didn't have anybody who was living There's nobody this doing this. Yeah there, was, yeah, there was no one living this way around me. You know, like the only things I would see and the, and the only people I would see living, I guess, sort of similar were, were the celebrities, you know, you had, you had yeah. the ball players. You had the rappers, the the, the the artists, the creatives, the singers, the musicians. They were the only people that were kind of living this this lifestyle of like travel and, and, and you know, just, just like all the finer things in life, you know? So yeah, I didn't really have that around me when I was coming up, even a teenager, even like my early 20s, I didn't, I didn't really see it. I didn't see it until I moved to California at the, oh, okay. at the age of 26. Um, 24, sorry, moved here at the age of 24. And it wasn't until then I, I, I moved to San Diego. Yeah. And I started seeing and meeting a lot of people who just were living this amazing, you know, creative, leisurely lifestyle and they were successful, you know. They were able to to survive off of art alone. They were able to live good off of art. They were able to travel, you know, make their own schedule, kind of kind of live however they wanted to live off of art, you know? Yeah. And off of being a creative. And that's when I just kind of, you know, like I kind of perked up. Like, oh, wow, like there's this whole like lifestyle and there's this whole way I can live that I've never even known existed. Right. And I think that's what kind of inspired me and kind of pushed me to be like, cool, like now I kind of see it and now I, and now I want to get it, you know? But, but even then, I didn't know how far it would take me, you know? Yeah. When I first tapped into art, when I first started creating, I was painting. And to me, that felt like a very local thing, you know, local and like domestic thing. Was it was it fine art painting? Fine art painting, okay. yeah, yeah. So when I moved to San Diego at the age of 24, um, a lot of my time outside of my full-time job that I was working at the time, a lot of my free time was just painting all day, all night. I had mm. a roommate who was also an artist and we would literally just like put on some super vibey like trip hop ass music <laughs> and just lock in and, and paint like for six, seven, eight hours. And that was like a, a nightly thing. And we, at this point we had all this amazing art that we created. We had a lot of friends that were artists. So um, I started showing art in our home and then it, it, it eventually evolved to me showing art and curating art shows at galleries wow. in San Diego. But going back, <laughs> going back to your question again, I had no idea these things that existed, being in Philly and being in Delaware and being in that area, I didn't know this lifestyle was even possible. They I mean, almost seem like polar opposites in terms of culture, right? What's that, like the East Coast and where I was? Well, just like Delaware, you know, and yeah. like areas, I guess, of Philly. I've never been to these places, so I'm not gonna yeah. speak on that, but like, they almost seem like they're probably a lot different in terms of culture, right? Um, They're actually pretty close. I mean, okay. Delaware is kind of suburban and like rural, but there is a city in Delaware called Wilmington Wilmington and Philly have a lot of similarities. Um, right now, they're not the safest places to be. Oh, really? Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of. I, I love Philly. I love where I'm from. Um, I I can't imagine being from anywhere else. All the people I've met in this industry that are from Philly are just like the hustlers, the grinders, the creators. You know, we have some of the most amazing artists and creatives when it comes to music. You know, like physical art, fine art, just being creative. I met some of the most amazing people from Philly, and they also inspire me. Um, Fire. But yeah, you know, it's it, it's like the gift and the curse because if, if you're from Philly and if you're from this area, um, it's not the easiest to get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So once you get out, 
you've already kind of made it. You oh, really? Yeah. Just making out in, in itself is yeah. making it. Yeah, literally. So um, me leaving that area, I'm like, damn, you know, all right, cool. Like step one is already is already complete. I've already in my mind just leaving and then and, and having any type of lifestyle in any city out any major city outside of that area. I've already kind of kind of made it. So. Yeah, and San Diego is one of the most beautiful cities in the country. In it my is. Opinion. So just being there and living a daily life and surviving there, I'm like, I've already done it. My dreams <laughs> come true. Yeah, like that alone to me was making it, just knowing that I was able to move to this place and and survive and, and live good and then have a good life. You know? That's That's got to give you like a certain amount of confidence, right? Like that in, that in itself um, provides you with the confidence to execute and other aspects of your life, which you obviously have, right? Yeah, not only the confidence, but I think the gratitude, you know? Like, again, when you come from places that aren't that developed or are kind of rough um, or, like, a lot of crime and, 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 and you've seen certain things and you've experienced certain things, once you make it to a place where you can kind of put all that stuff behind you and you start moving forward and growing as a human being, um, you're semi-successful, successful, you're doing good, you're living your dream, I think the gratitude is so much higher at that level that's you know a good point yeah you just, you just you're you're moving in a place of like full-on gratitude it's like this this feels good I'm, I'm i'm so thankful that i'm able to do whatever i'm doing every day does that mean that like everything else that you get in terms of blessings on top of that is almost like it's just a bonus exactly <laughs> yeah, i say that's... that all, I, I say that all the time you know it's like I had this thing. It's not the most positive thing to say, but like I had this thing I say where like I wasn't. I'm not supposed to be here, you know. Like oh, interesting. Given where I'm from, um, you know, my ethnicity and all the things that kind of went down for for people my age mm-hmm. at that time, and yeah, you know, just 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 like the streets. I wasn't fully tapped in. I wasn't fully in the streets, but like I've definitely been in situations where I almost didn't make it out. You know, like your environment was. I was in that. yeah. I, I, I would say I was for sure a product of my environment, and that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I think all that kind of makes me the person that I am, and I use all of that as inspiration. Like, to me, that all influences me doing what I do, which is why I feel like on, like, a larger scale, on, like, a bigger picture type of thing, it's like I think people kind of kind of feel that energy from me, which is why... I feel like the people do support me. I treat everyone equal. I treat everyone as if they're family. You yes. Know? If you walk through the doors of Link Up or any event that I'm doing, I want you to feel like you're walking into my home. You know, I, I, I want you to feel like this is my crib. Like whatever you need, I got you. Everybody, you know, like there's a thousand people that come to Link Up. I want to be able to connect to everyone that wants to connect with me at some point. You know, like I, I I'm never about this you know higher higher profile higher standard whatever like type of situation i want i want everybody to feel like they can walk up to me and say what's up to me and greet me and have a conversation absolutely as somebody that sorry to cut you off but as somebody who's who's been to the link up events (laughs) i can you know say confidently that that is the experience that people have as well as the other events that you show and speaking of you know the link up which i want to get into a little bit later do you think you mentioned that you have come from like a blue collar lifestyle growing up in those different areas of the east coast do you think that that's attributed to your characteristics as the person that you are today um for sure i definitely seen my mother work really hard like when i was coming up two jobs father two three four jobs at a time wow. older brother two jobs aunts uncles two three jobs like 
that's I was I was raised around this hardworking mentality, you know. So I'm definitely applying that even still today. Like people are like, "Yo, how do, how do you do it, bro? Like how like like <laughs> how?" I'm like, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's just what I know. Like just traveling and like being nonstop, playing like two, three, four shows a weekend in different cities, sometimes in different countries. You know what I'm saying? It's like I think I I I've seen my parents work ethic when it comes to their careers and even though it's much different, I'm applying that to my own lifestyle. I see what you mean, yeah, and juggling a lot of different talents and exactly. mediums. Like, I know I mentioned it earlier um, at the start of this conversation, but you have, obviously, your businesses as an entrepreneur, you have your DJ touring life, you're over here create, creating the most fire posters and flyers <laughs> that I've seen. You are, um, you know, doing a lot of other things with art, so, that makes sense. You know, a lot of that stuff isn't new to you in terms of juggling everything. Um, and I want to get into that definitely a little bit later as well. But, you know, just recently you're coming off of what was one of your biggest biggest performances of your career Absolutely. at the Boiler Room in London. Absolutely. Right. And talk about how that experience was for you, because it looked like it was a very emotional experience yeah. and it looked like it kind of catapulted you into like a new like level or mindset, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as you know, and as every DJ that's watching this or listening may know, um, when you play a boiler room, that can be literally a shift in your career. Um, it can really boost you. It can really open up you to a, a lot of new lanes, um, just like more eyes, you know, yeah. actually being on YouTube and all the, all the legendary Boiler rooms that we've all seen, K. Trinata, Fred again, um, GLT. It's one the list of goes favorites. on. Yeah, the list goes on of, of people who have played Boiler Room and have had these like amazing sets, great energy and like great music taste and all these different things. And you kind of see their career go from one place to another, yeah. which is beautiful. So I think there was that pressure slightly of like, all right, cool, like, this is the one, you know, like I've been a DJ for, for 10 years now. And, um, yeah, yeah. Just like watching boiler room, being a fan and being so excited to just have a memorable set, you know, yeah. no matter where the boiler room was going to happen. So there was, there's, there's that aspect. There's another aspect of London being my favorite city to DJ in hands down. And why is that? I feel like, UK, London specifically, they they really understand the music. They're huge fans of music and art in general. Um, they have some of the best energy. Like they do because they're such fans of music. They react in a way that I've never felt really anywhere else. You know, wow. so you drop that one tune and you you see the crowd erupt. <laughs> and as a DJ, as a performer, that's that's one of the most beautiful things that that you can feel and have from a crowd that you're performing. Cause you feed off of that, right? Absolutely. As a performer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. That's my favorite thing about DJing. And that's part oh, of the really? reason why I shifted from fine art to, to DJing. You know, when you, when you're a painter, when you're a fine artist, artist or, or you create visual art, um, there's definitely a feeling that the people get when they're viewing your art, but that feeling sometimes is processed differently. It might be processed internally, or every so often, somebody might look at a painting, you might see a little teardrop or something like that. Or, or they come up to the artist and they explain to you, this is how your painting made me feel. 
when you're a DJ or or, or a, um, a musician, I'm a DJ, so I'm, I'm gonna speak from that from that level. Yeah. When you're a DJ, and you drop that tune, the reaction is instant. Like people just kind of snap in and they lock in and, and they just real time you. feedback. They react right away. So I think you know it's to me it's 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 very similar as an art form. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, again, I feed off of of the people's energy, of the people's reaction to whatever I'm playing. So, yeah, with London, I, I've always known, I've, I've had some of my favorite sets in the past 10 years. Some of my favorite sets of my life have been in London. Wow. So there was that aspect. Um, the lineup was insane, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't just me and, like, some, some, like, smaller local DJs, you know? The fact that it was me, Joe K, Giles, one of my favorite DJs still, um, TXC from South Africa. We had spin off. It was a legendary lineup. James Blake too, right? That was that was like my final. <laughs> oh, that's right. yeah. I was, and and the fact that it was James Blake, the fact that I've been a James Blake fan since he's been putting out music. Oh my gosh. Um, the fact that like his his music has got me through some crazy wild times, whether good or bad. Really, you know what I'm saying? Just like being like an actual fan of his music, an actual fan of of, of him as a person, and just like his 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 creativity. Um, Seeing the set times and know that I'm like right after him. Oh damn! So I think that all kind of added to it. His last song that he performed, that he DJed again, it was a DJ set. The last song that he DJed was also one of my favorite songs that he's ever put out. A song called Retrograde. Okay. So me waiting for my set, <laughs> him playing this song, him just like stepping back and hearing the people sing. Um, I'm just standing next to him. Literally, a tear job came up. Really? I'm like, yo, this is insane. Look, nine thousand to ten thousand people are just in the crowd, you know. So, so is it is it nervousness that you're feeling at this point, or is it excitement? What are the emotions? That all the above. All okay. The above. You're nervous. You're excited. Um, you're anxious. Uh, you're happy. I don't know. It's, there's, there's 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 so many different feelings in this moment, you know. So again, there were a lot of different aspects of this bullring performance that made it special, and yeah, for me, like you know. All those feelings, excitement, nervousness, anxiety that you feel. Once you play that first tune, it all it all kind of goes away. For, for me, at least, for me. Once I played that first tune, once I play that first tune of a DJ set, wherever I'm at, no matter how nervous or how big it is, once I play that first tune, I black out. It's just black like, out. I just black out. I'm like... And I lock in, and I'm just like, I, I kind of transform. Um, Interesting. Like an alter ego almost? There's a book called Alter Ego that I started reading. I didn't finish, but okay. it kind of speaks on that. You know, like some of our favorite um, people in sports, some of our favorite actors, some of our favorite musicians, they have alter egos. You know, like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. That was her thing for a while. I know she still does that. Um, LeBron is the king. Kobe, Black Mamba. Yeah. Uh, think Tyson had had one, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like, like sometimes people and creatives and, 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 and these great individuals, sometimes they need that alter ego to kind of detach themselves from, 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 from their real being, you know? So my last name is a power, you know what I'm saying? When I'm up on that stage, that's my alter ego. My alter ego is Andre Power, you know? Like, yeah. growing up, I've always been, like, an introvert, mad chill, mad quiet. I'm still really? pretty chill. <laughs> you are. I, you're I'm very, pretty, I'm you have a very chill. calm essence to you. <laughs> <laughs> I do until I'm on that stage. Like, <laughs> you're I, 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 on I'm the... screaming. I'm, I transform, you know? So I think, like, this, this, this alter ego effect is very real. So 
again, like I, I dropped that first tune, I just kind of blacked out, and I'm like, yo, I, I hope it's good. Like, I love I, that. I hope this, hope this ride is good, you know. And yeah, man. So there was there was a lot of anticipation going into this. Um, I know my sets have very high energy. Yeah, they do. Um, so knowing that I was going after James Blake, I I, I wasn't sure um, of the energy of his set, but I think there was a part of me that felt like he would go all over the place, which he did. It, it was a very diverse set, an amazing set. I kind of heard it, but again, I, I was just like focused on like, let me just kind of listen and make sure I don't play the same tunes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I, I just, I just kind of want to see like how he performs so I know like how to come in and, and, and how to like, you know. That's important. Have, have the best set for the day even, you know? Like it was, it was, a, it was a beautiful day of music, but I know what I bring to the table. Being a part of the selection crew, I feel like we all have similar palettes when it comes to music. Yeah. But there's, there, there's, there's just something that we all do a little different, you know what I'm saying? And I think for me, what I bring to the table is usually this high energy set no matter what. So sometimes I'm kind of placed in the set times to just like erupt the crowd, you know, whether it's the beginning, whether it's the end, it's usually the end because people are like trying to go out with a bang. Yeah. So again, knowing I was playing after James Blake, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta bring that shit, you know? Cause again, his set was diverse, but it, it, it kind of ended kind of mellow. And I feel like at something like, like Boiler Room, all the people, all the 9,000 plus people that came out, they were kind of waiting for this moment, you know, just yeah. this like moment where they can just like go wild, go ape shit. And that was the whole, the whole 90 <laughs> minutes of my set. There's a lot of factors that were in play, it yeah, sounds like. So many, man. And it's, you know, it's, there's only one other set that had that many factors. And, and that was um, when me and Joe K did a back to back set at Coachella. Oh, wow. Which is also huge, you know? Like, was that 2019? 2019. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah 2019. Um, we were, uh, build as selection and we've done back-to-back sets before but i think knowing that okay now this is an actual performance you know like 6 p.m coachella which is like a great set time one of the main stages the sun is setting beautiful the smoke is in the air like yeah. the dust and people are just locked in and you know we we didn't rehearse but we kind of just made sure we were on the same page you know absolutely and that was the only other set where I'm like, this this is a huge set, you know, like I definitely want to bring it. And it's, I feel like it has a sentimental aspect to it as well, because I mean, I think that the story is probably out there somewhere, but like you guys came from doing like outside, you know, tent sets to uh, like camping grounds sets yep. all the way to having your own stage exactly. for a set as a Coachella, as a collective. And I think that in itself is a testament to what you guys have done over the past over 12 years now so yeah, no yeah that's true our, our our first set at coachella was uh i want to say it was my, it might have been 2014 if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken um and yeah they had us on the campgrounds and they had some of our artists opening like the main stages but like like a noon set at coachella on a friday is probably for like 20 30 people you know absolutely so yeah just that evolution and and, and just me being at Coachella probably every year after that, just like being like, yo, one day, one day, one day I'm gonna do this, you know? Um, and again, for us to have that set time and for us to just like, just just just, just vibe out and lock in and, and, and have that moment together, you know, as me and him, 
that was that was extremely special special moment yeah, so coming out of this performance at boiler room and you know we just talked about the emotions that you went through with it where's your mind at right now like mentally where's your headspace at and how is your headspace different now versus like different you know i don't know different times and eras in your life um i mean i can say that like you know the boiler room hasn't come out yet i think it's scheduled to come out soon or i don't you know i don't know when this is gonna be up but yeah. it hasn't, hasn't come out yet um i think when that happens things will shift um again i'm i'm, I'm still like people know who i am you know what i'm saying absolutely like, people know who i am but at a at a large scale large level there's still a lot of ground that i want to cover so i feel like this will help me cover more ground like once this um video goes live on YouTube, I feel like it will definitely help me cover more ground as far as people knowing who I am and knowing what I do and, and knowing how I perform. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that have, had, that have seen clips maybe on a selection Instagram and selection videos. There's a lot of people that follow me that, that kind of see clips and, and, and reels and TikToks of like me performing. But I, I think having a full 90 minute set on YouTube via Boiler Room is something that will shift my career in a way, you know, I'm, I'm maybe slightly, maybe drastic, who knows, who knows, but I'm excited for people to finally be able to see me in my element and see how I perform. And I'm excited for people to be able to feel that and for people to be able to like put it on as much as they want and, and kind of lock it with me, knowing that this was an emotional set and a special set for me. Um, I'm excited for people to just feel like they were there and for all the people that were there to be able to relive this moment i got some of the craziest dms from people like yo that was oh, wow. the best set i've seen in my life wow that's like, you know, like yo i've never seen anything like that or like people saying like yo you're a fucking alien you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yo like like they were, like people are just like what like what like who who are you you know what i'm saying so yeah those those messages i never take that for granted i never take um anybody approaching me for granted saying how much they they love me or how much they love Selection or how much they love Link Up and how these events or, or whatever I've done or we've done together as a collective has changed their lives. Never take those, moment, those moments for granted again because it kind of goes back to me feeling like I'm, I'm not even supposed to be here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, again, I feel like where I'm from and, and where I come from and the things I've seen, my, my gratitude for all these moments are just like, are just high. I'm not saying they're higher and lower than anybody else's, but... They're high, man. It's just, it's just pure like love for for all these moments. For sure. And with that said, what what's what's most important to you right now in life, like just as a human being? Um, the most important thing for me is is and has been just leaving a legacy behind. Um, we all kind of have God willing the same time on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Um, so just, just like whether it's 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, a hundred years, leaving something that will last forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, I feel like selection will be something that, that people remember until the end of time. You know what I'm saying? Like what we've done for music, what we've done for some of these cities like LA, New York, London, um, I think is something that that will never be forgotten, you know? It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's huge. Um, link up, same thing. Like, I'm on the process of making that 
something huge or something special. Another legacy you're yeah, leaving behind. Exactly, exactly. You know, just just however long it lasts, people can look back and say like, "Yo, this this was something special." You yeah. Know? Um, but aside from that, like my my name alone, you know, that's you. I, I want people to just look back and and I, I want my name to carry on for however long. How do you, how do you want to be remembered? As a legend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say that then. As a legend. <laughs> as a legend. Yeah, as okay. a legend. Nah, straight up. You know. No, it's just just like no, it's like to be. A, I, I want to be somebody who, who 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 inspired the masses. Somebody who influenced the masses. You know, like that's something that's important to me. You know, because mm-hmm. like again, being from where I'm from, I didn't have a lot of inspiration. I didn't have a lot of people that I can look up to and look at and say I want to be like you. You know, so it wasn't until. I moved to California and I, I had peers that were like that. I had peers that were doing cool things. I'm like, damn, like I'm trying to do that one day, you know? And I feel like all the things these peers were doing were very reachable, you know? It, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't too out of reach. So I too want to be that for, for, for youngins that are coming up for my peers, for, for anyone to, to, to look at it and be like, yo, like, that shit's inspiring to me. Like I wanna, I wanna eventually be doing what you're, what you're doing, or I wanna do it better, or I, I wanna do it in my own way. I wanna, I wanna see the places you've seen. I wanna eat the food you've eaten. I yeah. wanna, I wanna hear the music that you hear. You know what I'm saying? Like how, how I want people to be inspired from, from, from all these things that I kind of live and do, and know that it's possible for them too. Know that it's possible. Because that's why I love things like this, like conversations like this, because it's important. A lot of people probably didn't know a lot of these things about you, you know what I mean? Just yeah. coming up from how you came up. Yeah. And I feel like this story is just important as the accolades Absolutely. of what you're doing, because it provides that representation for people to know that if they had a similar come up to you, whether it was from where you grew up, whether it was from a similar journey that they had, it's like, look at Andre, look what yeah. he's doing at the level that he's doing it now, Absolutely. which is a very high level. Um, and speaking on the link up, link up, which you just touched on, you just celebrated your second year anniversary yeah. with that. So I want to take it back to when you first started the link up. Could you speak on a little bit about how the concept of the link up even started? Yeah, of course. So I started link up in June 2021. Um, it was it was simple. It was like, yo, it was like the time where. Where the, the covid, like, I guess the pandemic, like. Like, like coming know, at, coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like the tail end of the pandemic. So you still had to wear masks indoors, you know. Um, but if if you were outdoors, if, if it was an outdoor party, you didn't have to wear masks. Um, a lot of my favorite outdoor parties weren't happening at the time, and I just felt this 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 collective energy that people wanted to be back outside and people wanted to party and people wanted to be together. So. There's a bar in my neighborhood called Johnny's in okay. West Adams. Uh, I live like a block away from there. And a close friend of mine who also happened to be my neighbor at the time, he was doing a, a lot of the like, like, like management there, like a lot of the, the creative direction for the bar. So he reached out to me and was like, hey, I want you to come in and check out this bar. It might be cool for you to throw a party in the future. I was like, yeah, cool, cool. Like, I'll come check it out. And... I walked over, I saw it, I was like, this is actually a vibe. This is actually a really cool ass sexy spot. Like, let's do it, you know? He was like, Cool, when? I was like, next weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't I like if, if if the schedule's open, why not? You know? Yeah. 
So, yeah, like, we kind of chatted about it a little bit. I sent him a few names and concepts. You know, I, I forgot the, the other options, but, uh, yeah, it was like, yo, link up. That's just like, it's, it's, it's a place for people to link up. That's just called a link up. He was like, yo, that sounds fly. That's fly. So, the first one was a free party. Um, and it was literally like, yo, I think I posted the flyer the day of. Oh, wow. Yeah. So no lead up time. No lead up time. Because again, it was, it was a weird time. I wasn't sure how, how everybody felt about parties happening at the time of the pandemic. Yeah. So I didn't want to give people too much time to like talk shit and, and be angry at me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it Plus, was a sensitive time. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's like, yo, I like, I know how my, how my community like kind of reacts to events, especially free events. Like, it's always been like this. Whenever I do a free event, like the whole city Pulls might, up. might come out. That That's that's something that could possibly happen. So I'm like, yo, this, this spot only holds maybe like, like 300 to 400 people. I don't want to, I don't want to post something and a thousand people pull up, you know, cause that wouldn't be safe or, or comfortable for anybody. For sure. So let me wait to maybe like five, five or six hours before the event's supposed to start. That's what I did. I think we were, we were starting at two, probably posted at like nine, 10 a.m. in the morning. And yeah, like 300, 400 people pulled up. It was, the first one was amazing. It was beautiful. Actually, the first one we had the DJ booth inside and people were kind of going back and forth because again, the inside of this bar is pretty sexy, you know? Hi. So the first one was, the first one the DJ booth was inside. A month later, I did it again and, and that's when I moved the DJ booth outside and that's, that's when people were a lot more comfortable being outside. The mask mandate was lifted. There were, there were some other parties that's, that started to happen and it was still a free party, but the word got out about it even more. So that weren't you having people pull up too, like Catronada and like, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was maybe like six, seven months later. You know? Okay. That, that was like a little later in a year. Once it, 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 it popped off and like it, 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 it popped off so wild. Cause again, like the first three were free. And around the fourth when I started charging, not to, I, I didn't care about making money, especially at this time. Yeah. It was like, yo, like, I just want to be able to control the people and control the crowd and say, hey, look, it's sold out, you know, mm -hmm. like, sold out, don't come straight up. So once we sell 300 tickets, sold out, don't bother coming. People will still come and wait out outside and try to get in, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man, like, I mean, it, it, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Again, it's the spot hole held like maybe 300, 400 people out on the patio and I feel like I noticed the success of it because it was it was selling out faster you know what I'm saying yeah. like it went from selling out in what like eight hours to selling out in four hours oh shit to selling out in like 10 minutes like, oh. I would post post it up and it would literally sell out right away so it outgrew that location then um or yes and no I don't want to get too much into what happened with them but okay it was like something with like like permits and that happened February 2022. 20, yeah, 22. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, 22. Um, yeah, I think they hit me on a I was out of town. They hit me up on, like, a Saturday. Like, yo, we got some bad news. We have to, like, cancel your event. Oh, like, my gosh. I already sold a ticket. It's already sold Shit. out. There's 400 people waiting to come. They were like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we, we got, you know, this permit stuff. Uh, fire marshal pulled up. They said if we do another event, they're going to shut us down. I'm like, cool, I understand. I'll work it out. So I text all the homies like, yo, I got 400 people that need a place to party. Can, can all the homies like put in work to help me find a venue? And the homie Van, bless, um, 
he shout out blessed me, the homie <laughs> he connected me with uh, resident which is downtown they have a patio and they were just willing they were like oh yeah sure like come through and we got you so they were able to take care of us that was a one-off thing and then we moved to um a the academy, right? academy yeah we're at academy for maybe six or seven months i love academy too it's an insomnia venue mm-hmm. they took care of us and then i actually got reached out by second home um to just kind of come and check it out and see if i would be down to have link up there so i went through for a walkthrough i met the team and at the time it wasn't really ready it wasn't really ready for for what i wanted um they just had some some furniture that wasn't able to be moved and there was some other things so i was like yo the spot is dope but for for what i'm bringing like i don't know if it's the right fit right now they're like cool we'll hit you back we'll change some things and they had me back like two minutes like two months later like yo like we want you to come back and see what see what's possible came back it was literally perfect i was like all right cool like i'm down to make it happen so we moved it there and to me second home is one of the most beautiful venues it i've, I've I, never i've been around where i've never seen anything like that. i've never seen anything like it either and i think it's perfect with the link up it really like, is I, I agree so yeah man i mean you know yeah we we, we started in 2011 i'm sorry in, in 2021 and i think just like Knowing that it was something special at that time, because it was the end of COVID, people just wanted something fun and cool to do. Um, the natural wine aspect is something that's that, that's that's close to me and close. To oh, me. really? Yeah, yeah. I I have I have a huge love for for natural wine right now. Oh wow! I actually have a collaboration that just came out with one of my favorite natural wine brands called Wonderwork. Okay. So yeah, you can go get that. It's called Juicy Fruit. Juicy Fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, um, the whole like concept of natural wine, I'm really into and. I feel like it's something that's like a cool, like mature twist to add to a party. Yeah, a day party um, at that. A day party, yeah. So natural wine, the food. Um, at Second Home, I put out games like Uno and and, oh, Jenga and cards and stuff like that. So again, like I mentioned, I want people to feel like they're in my crib. So like, if you if you come to my crib for a dinner party, these are the things that we actually might do. And there might be some Uno, and there's definitely going to be natural wine. And it's going to be good food. It's a good, and good music. You know what I'm saying? So I want people to feel like this party is an extension of my home. That, that that's always been the case with whatever I do. But if it says Andre Power presents, I want you to know that I remember. That's what you can expect from exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, I mean you've took a lot of time. you've cultivated what is, and I'm not going to say one of the. It's, I think I think is the best day party in Los Angeles, maybe even the country, right? And a few words that come to mind when I think about the link up is expression, connectivity, um, intimacy, community, you know what I mean? So what are some of the words that come to mind for you when you think about the link up and just what you created? Yeah, Um, I think like inclusive. Yes. For sure, I'm I'm, I'm very welcoming and I want want everyone to walk through the door to feel safe um, and then just to to, to feel comfortable, you know? Um, Comfort, for sure. Like comfort, uh, I think it's every link up. Some of the most stylish people I've ever seen. Like it people, fits are crazy. <laughs> come out with the fits. I love that. Um, yeah, man. Lot to do, you know, just to name a few. So again, I, I I want people to know and feel like they're they're walking into my home for six, seven, eight hours. And the energy that you bring to your sets, I feel like translates into this event as well because everybody's dancing. The energy is top tier. Also, that photo booth company, photo crazy. Booth. Yeah, that's probably why people bring out their best fits because yeah. like, they get some fire content from they it. They get the headshots for sure. Yeah. yeah. Shout out the lounge booth. Um, Shout out. Yeah, I, uh, 
I met the homie Leo years ago. He, he's a great photographer. And when he, when he started his company called The Lounge Booth, he reached out to me with a concept and said, hey, this is my new venture. If you guys are ever down to have it. I was like, bro, bring it. It sounds it sounds genius. Like, are you serious? You want you, you want to bring a whole photo, a whole photo, the whole photo Concept studio? Concept is so dope. It's, it's 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 a straight photo studio. I'm like, are you sure you want to? This is a great idea. Like, of course. So we were able to, to find a spot for him, and yeah, they, they they build photo studios for events. It's the most amazing and cool thing. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, yo, for sure, like come through, and like, that also adds to this to this element of this event, you know. And at times. People who haven't experienced Link Up yet, this is this is the only negative thing I'm gonna say. What? People who haven't experienced Link Up yet, at times they're like, "Bro, your ticket prices are mad high. Like your, your tickets are kind of expensive. Like why?" I was like, "I'll put you on a guest list to come." Those people who come up to me and say that, I'm like, "I'll put you on a guest list this one time to come and experience Link Up, and I want you to I want you to come to me and tell me if you feel like it's worth thirty thirty five bucks." They literally have the time. <laughs> they have the time of their lives. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. It's kind of tough to explain that to people if they haven't been. You know, because absolutely, there's a lot that that goes into each event. You know, like everybody, I, I take care of everybody. The like, staff, the staff, uh, the sound we have to bring in, um, the, the lounge booth. They have to. It's just time, it's energy, and it's love put into it. You know, if I could charge ten bucks or make it free, I would. Which I might eventually. You know, who knows? Yeah. But. Yeah, there, there's a lot of time, energy, and love that's put into this event. So for the people who, who ask, like, yo, like, why are tickets so expensive? It's like, yo, this, this, is, a, this is a whole experience. This is, this, yeah. It's almost like a mini festival. It is. Yeah, yeah well worth it. And it's, it's like from 1 p.m. to, like, I don't know. 2 to 9. Yeah, like you late at night. Later if it's, if it's popping. <laughs> Shout out Second Home for Let's Go Later if it's popping. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, man, like, something else I, I want to mention, too, is um, – Something that's important to me, that's always been important to me, ever since I lived in San Diego, ever since we started Selection, is putting people on and giving people a platform that they've never had before. So something I, I do that. each month that a lot of people might not know is each month, the opening DJ is probably a DJ who's never DJed in front of anybody. Oh, really? Yeah, every month. So the first slot, the first DJ slot is usually two to four, um, a, a, a two-hour set time. And... I've I've literally had had people come up to me and DM me, saying like, "Yo, I just started DJing," or even 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 creatives, or if you're a model, if you're an actor, and you're 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 new to DJing, and you approach me and you tell me, I, I might put, I might put you on that time slot, you know? It's yeah, like, that's love. There's not a lot of people there, but it's still something special for you to be able to perform and 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 do your thing in front of people. You know, yeah. I don't care if you're good and, and not experienced yet. It, it is what it is. Like. I think that's the perfect time slot. So whoever has that first or second time slot at Link Up, they're probably new to DJing or probably just getting their feet wet. That's one thing. That's interesting. Well, if you're listening to this, you should pull up and support them, Absolutely. The, the early DJs. Absolutely. Um, and then the second thing is there's so many DJs in the city. Oh, yeah. So I had this I had this thing where, where my goal is to never book the same DJ twice. Really? So I've been doing this party for two years. And there's probably only been three or four DJs that have played Link Up more than once. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally everyone, I think uh, Gianni, Gianni Carter, uh, Bless, maybe Omi Ricky. Olea. Olea, I was Because he, I mean, he, he's, yeah. he's part of the, yeah, the yeah. group, so. Yeah, I mean, so Domi Brick, I think Domi Brick, this is the second one he played. 
this last one we did. Um, so yeah, there's maybe been a handful of DJs. Sasha Marie, she's maybe played a couple. There's only been a handful of DJs that have played more than one, but everyone else in the past two years, they've, they've only, it's like a one-off thing. That's and amazing. I really want to like try to keep pushing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, there, there's so many amazing DJs, amazing DJs in the city, and there, there, there's so many different DJ subcultures. You know, you have like the hip-hop, like DJ scene, you have DJs that only play house music and DJs that only do certain genres, you know? So the Afro beats. Afro beats, gun. exactly. Like, like, yeah, there's so many, so many homies. So I feel like the fact that this party is so open format, it's a perfect opportunity to bring all these worlds together, you know? So And that's that diversity, inclusivity aspect that exactly. you think. Okay. Like, and they're bringing out their own communities, you know? I, plus, I, you know, I also never want to promote the DJs that are playing because I want people to come out for the party and not the DJs, if that makes sense. Yes. You know what I'm so if you know who's playing, you might want to come out to support or you might want to be like, nah, you know, I don't like any of these DJs. Who knows? But I feel like it's been a thing for me to always want the party to sell the tickets, not whoever's performing. You know what I'm saying? I or, see what or, you or mean. Not me. Not me. Yeah. I want, I want the party alone. I want people to come out knowing that they're going to hear some good music. And it's going to be a new experience that they haven't really experienced before. Exactly. That's beautiful. And I think that aligns well, too, with the whole mantra of like our essence, rather, of what selection is in terms of putting on new artists, too. Right. Yeah. Constantly yeah. putting on new artists, producers, creatives in general. Yeah. And you're just doing that in another form with yeah. uh, the link up. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's special, man, because like that's something that people will never forget, man. Like whoever gave them their first shot. I'm not saying this is why I do it, but yeah whoever gave them their first shot or their first opportunity, that's something that will last a lifetime. And that's something, going back to legacy, that's something that they're probably going to pass down to their kids. Like, yo, there's this fool named Andre Potter. You let me play this party. And now I'm, you know, now I'm DJing Coachella. And I'm DJing these major festivals. But I remember that first time when I was only DJing for, for four months or six months. And I played this party called Link Up. And now here I am playing whatever you know I'm, I'm on tour and i'm doing these things so. and it's the it's the silent legacy too because not a lot of people like know this is happening but yeah. it's like you're leaving these footprints on people's lives which is i love that i care about that a lot yeah i really do again i, I was doing it in san diego as well that, that, that's kind of when it started for me san diego i was i was out there creating the art shows and, and 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 the gallery shows the artists i was I, I was finding in san diego same thing they've never showed their art they've They've never hung their art in galleries or at, or at events. Um, it's just like a lot of them would just paint as a release. So a lot of them would just paint for fun or a lot of them would just, would just do it because they loved it. They didn't really care about showing their stuff or they thought they weren't good enough to show their work. So here I come like, yo, like they would come to, to the event and they would, they would look around and kind of connect and network and come to me like, yo, this is dope. Like, I'm an artist too. I'm like, yo, let me see your work. I'm like, yo, this is this is actually fire. Like, I'm gonna put you in the next show. Oh you wow. Know? So, yeah, I mean, this is back in 2008, nine. Oh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. This is before selection. So, and again, those artists still come to me today. Mind you, this is like 14, 15 years ago. Wow. These artists still hit me today. Like, bro, if it wasn't for you, like, blank, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this. If it wasn't for you, I would have never shown my art. If it wasn't for you, I would have never show my art at this show where I met where I met my wife and had these kids and had, I built this family because I because because of this moment you know so that's such a good feeling so, I imagine so wild, man. and again I, I I just 
I don't know where it comes from. I feel like that might have been my calling in life, you know? Is that like your why, quote-unquote, you think? It, it could be. I don't, I don't think I know yet. I don't think I'll, I'll know. I, yeah, I don't know if I know or when I'll know, but that, that could be it. You know? Well, I mean, and just in terms of, like, I guess the way the universe works, like, you mentioned you're so grateful for just having made it out of where you made it out of, and, you know, you've been blessed with so many, you know, great opportunities and achievements in your life, and a lot of it is earned. You know what I mean? And I feel like you doing this for other people and you doing this out of the kindness of your heart is probably a big attribute to why, you know, it's received to you as well. Would you agree? Yeah. Karma. Yeah, Karma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. absolutely. But again, I don't I don't. Yeah, I just I, I do it out of out of pure love and, and just pure passion and just I don't know. I feel like like why not? You know what I'm saying? For sure. Life is too short, and like you just, you just, you just never know. So I'm like, if I'm able to help someone, and they're not coming to me looking for a handout, because I feel like once people start realizing, like, all right, cool, he's the plug to get to where I need to get to, so I'm gonna try to use that. That's when I kind of like have to have to take a step back from those individuals, which is unfortunate, but they exist. You know, like disingenuous. Exactly. Exactly. Like there, there's a lot of people who who just try to skip ahead and that's something that I don't really believe in and I don't really um, co-sign is like you you should start from the bottom and you should be able or you, you should want to go through the whole process of learning and, and, and the ups and the downs of whatever your career is you should never want to skip to the finish line because you're missing you're missing so much crucial you know? steps so many crucial steps so there's a lot of people, you know, every so often there's there's someone who might reach out or there's someone that might come into my life and you can feel that it's not genuine and, and that it's not from the heart mm-hmm. because they're trying to use and abuse the power, no pun, the power <laughs> that I have and the things that I do and them knowing how giving I am and how giving I can be. Because it's easy to take advantage of. So easy, so easy. So, you know. Once upon a time, I didn't care about any of that, but it wasn't until like I, I started realizing there are people out here like that. I, I kind of had to take a step back. And have you, I, don't, I need to try to pay more attention, I guess, you know? Yeah, have you had to learn how to set boundaries for yourself? Um, I have and I haven't. Again, it, it takes time to really like know and, 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 and learn people's true intentions, but I've kind of, recently have had these like subconscious boundaries just because my my schedule in life has been so hectic lately i don't really have the chance and opportunity to 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 connect with the people that i even want to connect with yeah so um yeah there's like you know it it takes a lot i could imagine with everything you have going on yeah yeah takes a lot now today at this current moment to kind of break through that wall and just Getting on the phone with me, you know? Yeah. Like, you're, you're getting a text back. I'm, so, I'm sorry, homie. It's It'd like, be like that. Yeah. yeah. How do you how do you manage your time, you know, with all this going on? Like, and not get overwhelmed. I'm sure you get overwhelmed at times still, but do, are yeah. you intentional with trying to, you know, manage this crazy workload that you have? Um, I am, but again, going back to my parents, man, it's like mm-hmm. they had this work ethic and it's like, it's like you sleep when you're dead. <laughs> like you know, yeah, I don't know. It's like that's 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 horrible to say, and it's weird to say, but mm-hmm. it's like I just I 
love it so much, and I know when to slow down so I don't burn out. That makes sense, you know? Like You know yourself. I, I know myself, I know my body, I know I know my immune system. Like when I start feeling a little sick, it's like, all right, cool, I need to I need to take it easy. You know, I need to not do this, I need to I need to eat better, I need to work out more and and, and do things in a certain way. So those moments come often, you know, and you just gotta read your body and, and, and know your body and pay attention to your body to know when to slow down. Yet as of late this past summer, I I've 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 been great. I've I've had I've had a lot of energy to do a lot of things. Um, but the other side of that is like, you have to ride the wave, you know? There, there, there's, a, there's waves that come. And if, if this wave is, is, is pushing me in this direction to like hustle, 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 who knows when that wave is gonna settle. Yeah. You know? So you have to ride the wave. There's, there's this um, momentum that comes with a, lot of, with a lot of creatives and artists and uh, yeah. You don't want to kind of like not pay attention and not ride this momentum when you have it, you know, because who knows how long it's going to go. So because it's not going to last forever, it's not going to last forever. And I just have that mentality It's like, yo, like things are popping now. Things might not always be popping, you know, especially when it comes to music and, and creative things it's like there, there's there's somebody waiting to kind of take your spot or yeah. not. Literally, but there's 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 so many options, so many other cool things happening. So if I'm the shit right now, if what I'm doing is popping, if if people want to see me, support me, bring me out to these places, I feel like now is the time I should be doing that. You know? There's got to be a lot of pressure on you. Nah, again, it, 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 it's not. Because it all goes back again to, to your my, parents, the gratitude to my family, okay. to where I'm from, and and then to knowing like yo like like when I started creating, when I started DJing, when I started doing music, I had this you know I, I had goals and I had dreams. I reached them shits in like a year. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> all right, cool. Like like what now? What's next? You know? So you got to you got to dream bigger. You got to set higher goals, and I, I continue to do that. You know? Yeah. But my goals and dreams are not a reach. And they've never been. So I think that kind of helps me, I guess, grind harder and grind at a very, I guess, like steady and realistic pace. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's never these massive dreams because I've, I've just never been that way, you know? Word. It's always been like, all right, cool. Like, in a year from now, I want to have this. I want to I want to do this. I want to I wanna, I wanna have property. I want to have this property. I want to have this business. I want to, you know, like, very, mm-hmm. very, very, like, cool easy accessible things to kind of get at a person of my age and my level you know got you yeah uh where do you draw your inspiration for from for these things um it's all to say but my peers man honestly like who you surround yourself with always yeah who i surround myself with um the people that i connect with along the way um i feel like everyone around me they're all doing amazing things in their own lane, you know, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's something amazing and, and, and beautiful to see, you know. Yeah, they're 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 humble about it. They don't brag about it. It's usually pretty low key. I love that shit. I love it. You know. Yeah, I love it so much. So yeah, like you know, me having friends that are like, yo, it's Wednesday at four p.m. You want to go to Paris tomorrow? <laughs> 
Yes, crazy. I would love to. <laughs> let's, let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's the shit I live for, you know? Like, those are the moments I live for. Those are the friends I want to have. I don't, it's just, those are the things that inspire me. Just like, yo, like, being able to live this life and being able to do things that you want to do and move how you want to move, that was, that was always a goal of mine, you know, and a place I wanted to reach. And I feel like I'm, I'm finally there, you know. So, yeah, I just, I, I'm inspired for my friends that are able to do things that way and my friends that are able to live a certain way and be humble and, 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 and that are very successful at whatever they touch, you know? Yeah, and that's a certain level of freedom that not everybody gets to obtain or experience in their life. So that's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I know that traveling, you mentioned, you know, going to Paris on the drop of a dime, like travel is a huge part of your life, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you draw a lot of inspiration for, from traveling. So can you talk about the, the role that travel plays in your life and like how you draw inspiration from that as well? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I would like watch TV growing up and I would see these places and yeah, it's just like, man, I wonder, I wonder how life lit. I wonder how life is there. I wonder how life is in Australia. I wonder how life is in South Africa. I wonder how life is in London. I'll probably never see these places, but you thought that I thought that I thought that, you know, um, cause again, I, I didn't leave my area until, until I was 20, 23. That's true. Know. Yeah. Went to like Vegas, you know, but, my first time in California was when I was 24. I never left the country. Wow, up, yeah. up until that point. I went to Cancun, I don't count. That, that's, that's, that's a part of the U.S. in my <laughs> Yeah. Opinion. That's like an extension of Miami. <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, I went, to, I went to Cancun for like a high school trip, but yeah, I, 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 never left, I never left the country coming up. So for me to see certain places um, on TV and film, and in geography class in high school, in social studies class in middle school, you know what I'm saying? Like, to see all these places, it just felt so out of reach. So once I came here to California, I think things started, be started to become more in reach and more accessible, you know? Like, I guess traveling and seeing, seeing more of the world. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of had a late start to traveling and once, I don't know, man, once I got bit from that bug or once, once I got that itch, I was like, yo, I, this is, this is, this is a part of my life now. Yeah. This you travel a lot. Travel a lot. Um, and that kind of goes head in head with like, I think the, like the inspiration that I get from traveling is also very special. Um, whether it's the art, the food, the people you meet sadly seeing like the poverty in, in some of these places and like you know like I had this moment when I was in India I went to India twice in 2019 and I was in Bombay and a lot of the city is just like slums the slums are like tents and just people kind of like going washing themselves outside you know and I'm in India walking around a slum and these people are so happy, bro. These people are, they're, 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 the kids are smiling, the kids are playing, people are running around, people are having such a good time. And like, the joy that they have because that's all they've ever known, that's something else that inspires me. You know, it's like, we don't really, I don't know, like, I think we sometimes uh, take advantage of a lot, a lot of simple things. And take a lot for granted. Yeah, being like a first world country, I don't know, we like, 
take a lot of things for granted. So for sure. seeing things like that, that just pushes me even more to like want to do more, to really appreciate the things that I have. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like those moments, seeing those places when I travel, um, and yeah, just 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 wanting to see every different culture, lifestyle, community, ethnicity. Back, you know, I, I want to see. I want to see it all. Like at this point, I'm like, I am. I'm on a mission. I gotta. I feel like you have seen it all at this point. You've been in so many no, places. I haven't. I haven't. I've, I've, I've probably touched like 60 or 70 countries. Man. But I think there's like 190 total. Does that open up your perception too of just the way the world operates as well? You know, because I'm sure if you compare your mindset now versus when you were 23 or 24 before you traveled, not only the age difference, but just your perception on life before having being exposed to all these different cultures, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, people have different upbringings and backgrounds and different like, cultures and, and different beliefs, you know, and when you're in their country, it's like, oh, like, cool, like, I, I, I can't. I can't really say anything, you know? I, I can't really, like, challenge what you believe because I'm here, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, it, I just, I, I, I get so inspired in these places and just, like, connecting with the people that are from there, trying their food. They're taking me to their mama's house, to their grandmama's house. Oh, wow. Like, Yo, like, try this, 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 like, whatever, this, this historic or, like, this um, Indonesian dish that, was passed down from generation to generation. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll, <laughs> <coughs> I'll try your cow braid. Cow braid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've done it. Um, but, yeah, it's just, again, I, I that's something that I kind of feed off. And once I, like, I started doing it, I, I wasn't able to stop, you know? Because, again, like, around, around, around the time I first moved to California and once... Once we started touring as Selection around the globe, I just I'm like, yo, I went that so I wasn't I wasn't a DJ at the beginning actually. Oh really? When we first started Selection. I wasn't a DJ until maybe like two or three years after we we started. Selection. Oh wow! So a lot of the boys were touring without me. I'm like, damn, I wanna I want that, you know? I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. So I think um, that's not why I started DJing, but I think that's why I worked harder to become the DJ that I am, because I wanted to be able to be on these tours, if not my own tours, and, 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 and see all the places, you know? Are there some are there some more notable trips that you've taken, you know, internationally? Um, South Africa is always amazing. Like Cape Town? Cape Town and Joburg, yeah. We've gone as a crew there twice. Um, both times are, like, extremely special and legendary. Um, whenever we do trips as a whole crew, they're, they're, always, they're always special, you know? And I think I think that first trip to South Africa at Selection, because we had a stage at a festival called Rockin' the Daisies. Yeah. That first trip was special, man, because it, it was it was cool that it was it was the first time a lot of these artists and DJs have met, you know, because we have DJs from all over the world. So people from Amsterdam, London, uh, just like all over, you know, like U.S., Canada, Mexico, Portugal, all like like literally the whole globe. So they've been like texting each other, sending music back and forth, and group text. We have like a a, a group text like the whole crew. Um, so it's just like having conversations 
within that, being on FaceTimes, all this stuff. But for them to meet for the first time in person in South Africa, for example, and to hang out for a full week, just seeing seeing how like everyone kind of interacts with each other, man. I, I, I think those moments are always the most special to me. You know, okay. it's, just, it's like it's like a family reunion at times. You know, you got you have these people who might have never connected. You know, yeah, that are fans of one another. That's the thing about us too. We're all fans of each other. You That's know? true. Yeah. So for them to be a fan of the next person and to finally meet a person, like the energy is just much higher, and like the the frequency is just much higher at this point. You know, I'm so. sure. I'm sure in terms of what that contributes to your musical palette is also it is yeah impactful absolutely because we're 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 trading music yep. now. Um, a lot of producers are working together. You know, have have photos of like let's say like Sengo and Jael. In the living room, making a track, you know what I'm saying? Like, Gerald Vendow and Shaka Lion. You know, it's just like they've never met in person, but they're able to sit there, open up Ableton, and just and just create, you know? Yeah, really they're cool. all beasts, too. Yeah, yeah. They get, I, I met them in the same room. I could imagine wild, what man. comes out of that. All legends to me, man. They're all, they're all legends in my eyes. Absolutely. How do you, how do you prioritize your health when you're traveling so much or just touring in general? Are there some some things you do to prioritize? Um, I do take vitamins. I take vitamins. Um, I try to work out as much as possible, even just like like some cardio to to, to keep the heart going. Um, but it's not easy. I'm gonna be real. It's not, yeah. it's, it's it's not easy. I think that's something you really have to put a lot of focus into. Um, there's always room to be better for sure, especially for me. Like I there's there's like I'm always kind of like beating myself up at times, like telling myself that I could be better. So, yeah, I think like just just knowing and reminding myself to do better—that's like the first step, you know. Just just knowing and acknowledging that you can do better yeah. is really the first step. So, um, yeah, every chance I get, I'm just I'm just being kind of aware, conscious of like. You need to take care of yourself. <laughs> it sounds like a, a challenge to balance it all. Absolutely, you know? it is. It is. It is because you know there's there's always the different time zones. You know, like to be in in LA, go to New York, which is only three hours, but then from New York to London, back to Vegas, maybe to South Africa after that, maybe to Dubai. Your 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 internal clock is just oh yeah done it's off. You know, so yeah. you're putting a lot of your energy into like staying awake and just adjusting, you know, like recovering straight up. It's that simple. <laughs> just, just trying to recover, trying to adjust and just trying to try to perform at your best as a human and, and as a, as a, as a performer, you know, for sure. So that sometimes is the priority that you kind of set for yourself when it comes to traveling and taking care of yourself. You know, I think the extra stuff is taking vitamins and working out. So again, I do my best, you know. I was always, always aim to have hotels with a gym. Um, I'm gonna start carrying a jump rope. Oh, really? Yeah, just, just to, you know, stay I, active. I can do that wherever, you know. For sure. So, yeah. Again, it could always be better, but it's, it's, it's not easy. And speaking on the balance piece, um, can you touch on the multidisciplinarian aspect of your career? I mean, we've touched on it already, but like, you know, the DJ, the running a business. Being a designer yeah. in a lot of different facets, being a tastemaker, yeah. you know, all these other streams of mediums. Can you talk about the importance of being a multidisciplinarian in today's world in terms of being a creative? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I honestly feel like in today's world, it's the most important time um, to be multi-hyphen, whatever you want to call it. Um, cause every, everybody's so good at what yeah, they do. Yeah, they are. Everybody's so good at what they do. I feel like um, I wish I had the tools that a lot of students in high school have now, you know, being like 15, 16, 17, even, even younger, man. I mean, like 11, 12, and, 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 and knowing how to how to edit videos, knowing how to shoot film, photography, um, graphic design, knowing how to be a producer. Yeah. Use Ableton, use, you know, all, all the different software. AI's for, for now here too. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But I mean again, I didn't have these things when I was when I was coming up, you know. So yeah. I, I didn't I had, had had a later start on a lot of different software and a lot of the tools that these like teenagers have now. Um but I think, you know, for me, it helps me kind of be one step ahead or one step apart from everyone else around me. Um, it's not a competition at all, but, like, just me knowing that I have these different visions when it comes or, or these different outlooks when it comes to things, you know. So, like, me being able to create a brand from the ground up alone, with, you know, from, from, from scratch, like, cool. Here's the branding. Here's here's the deck. Here's the logo. Um, here are the the photos. Here's you know whatever the sound that I hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, being able to do that, I think, is very important. And I think I'm extremely grateful to to have all these different, um, I guess like like mediums that I can use. You know? It, yeah. It it, it 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 sometimes sets you apart from the next person that's having to hire somebody to do all these things, you know? So is, is that why you had to learn these things early on? Was it out of interest to learn them or was it out of just like, I need to do this because nobody else is going uh, to, you know, it's crazy. I think when you're an artist and I feel like a lot of artists, a lot of artists can understand this. When, when you're an artist, you're more than likely good at a lot of these things. You just don't really take the time to like nurture and like, and really, put your energy into it. So I feel like if you're a photographer, you're probably a great graphic designer. If you're a graphic designer, you're probably a great architect. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because I personally feel like it all kind of goes hand in hand. You just kind of have the creative vision. Like you know? interconnected with each other, yeah, right? Exactly. So I, yeah, again, I feel like, you know, I started drawing and drawing led to painting. Painting led to graphic design. I feel like I I dabble in photography. I would never call myself a photographer. I would never call myself a lot of things, but because I dabble in these things, like, yeah, this, this, is, this is what I enjoy. It, it's, it's fun to me, you know, it, it's fun to me. And if I can use this for my own personal, I, I guess, branding and my own personal career, then why not? But I, I personally feel like most artists are great at a lot of different things. They just haven't really taken the time and energy to put into trying these other things, you know? Yeah, and I feel like you, I mean, you mentioned this earlier, back when you were just drawing or, or painting or in, being in the fine arts industry, you were inspired by the music back then. Yeah. And what you're doing now, like, I, I touched on the flyers that you make and the posters and the graphic design. I feel like the the designs look how the music feels or how the events, you know what I mean, are in terms of the ambiance and the environment that's there. Yeah. And uh, I remember Sa Sasha Marie, shout out to Sasha Marie, talked about this on the show. She just talked about the importance of that. You know what I mean? That you want to create something that sounds like 
that like that looks like the music sounds, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's um I don't know what you call that, but like it's like, you know, if <laughs> it's about the full experience, you know, even like going back to Link Up even, you know, like I care about every detail of the branding and of the experience of Link Up, you know. So when people walk through the door, I want them to hear amazing music. I want them to eat amazing food. I want them to, to smell some, you know, whatever, whether it's incense or candles. I want them to smell something. You're trying to touch all senses. Yeah, exactly. All five senses. Exactly, exactly. And that's important to me, you know. So, again, you know, like you mentioned, when you make a flyer, when you make a poster, when you're doing graphic design, you want people to be able to connect to what they're going to experience whenever they show up to whatever you're promoting. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can do that with art and design, your job is, your job is complete. You know what I'm saying? Like always. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if it's, uh, for example, if it's a party that's in the daytime or an an event that's in the daytime, in my opinion, it should be light. It should be fun. It should, it it should have a lightness to it. You know, if it's a party in the evening, it it should be dark. It, It should be, and it can be dark. It can, it can have darker colors primary colors they can have that vibe you know you're evoking emotion absolutely absolutely because i feel like if you see a poster for a party that's in the day and it has a a dark energy to it or a dark look to it not energy a dark look (laughs) to it it it's not gonna connect to to those senses as you going and 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 having a light fun time you know what i'm saying that's a good point that's why a lot of those um like underground fires are very dark, right? Yes. <laughs> if they give that vibe. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. That's that's all important when it comes to like visual communication. Literally very a very simple term. But yeah. And you, you put a lot of effort too in your marketing as well. Is and I, I think that's obviously really important in today's age, right? Yeah. I think I do. I mean, we could always do more, you know? Yeah. We could always do more, but I think I do. I try to get the point across as as simple and effective as possible, you know, just like straight to the point. This is what it is. And this is what you're going to experience. I hope you come. I want you to come. (laughs) Come have a good time. Come come party with me and come party with my friends, you know. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, can you touch on what the future of the link up, the future of Andre Power and the future of anything else, whether it's regarding selection or, you know, just anything that you're touching, what, it, what that looks like? Of course. I think, I think for Link Up and for Andre Power, and even for Selection, I can speak on all these things. I think the goal has and will continue to be to reach as many people as possible, you know? Like, I wanna continue to spread what I'm doing, um, whether it be Link Up or anything I touch. I think the goal is to always connect to as many people as possible so they can feel what we feel and so they can see what we see so, th- so they can experience what the people of LA get to experience when they come once a month or in New York or whatever, you know? I mean, yeah. I could say the same for Project Power. Whatever I touch, I want to be able to connect to more people. Um, I want to be able to inspire more people. I, I just want more people to be able to enjoy and again, experience what I'm about and what I care about and, and, and what I touch. Um, same with Selection, man. We've, we've been doing this for, for 12 years now, and we have a lot of people that support us. We have an arts community globally, but 
there's always, there's always more people to touch, you know, because yeah, we're trying to touch the world, you know? Like, yeah. We want people to, to, to feel this, you know? It, it, it's something extremely special that I would, I would just love for, for, for every inch of the planet to feel this because some people need it more than others, you know? Some people need the music more than others. Some people need these events like Link Up. Community. Community more than others, you know? Like, these things might seem simple and small to us at times, but you might be saving, you might be saving in a life, you know? That's very true. Literally, you might be saving in a life with, with, with an event, with a party, um, with a DJ set, with a mix, with an album that Selection puts out. You, 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 you literally might be saving somebody's life. Somebody could be on the edge of something, and somebody could be the most depressed they've ever been, and your art and something you, you've created can literally take them out of that place and, and put them in a better move in a better mood we've heard it all the time like we've we've, we've traveled the world and and i've traveled the world even at selection like we've been around and we've had the people come up to us and say like your your music saved my life wow like straight up like there, there's been comments there's been letters there's been emails like i was at the darkest point of my life and what you've done or your event or or or, 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 or this album or this mix or, or everything that you do it inspired me and it, it, it brought me out of this dark place. So I think that's my goal to, to reach more of these people who, who might need that experience or that music more than somebody else who's just going out to have a good time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's been amazing to see from the audience perspective, all three of these aspects, whether it's your personal career, whether it's selection, whether it's the link up, have seen consistent elevation and consistent growth, mm. you know, and I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. And God I'm looking, God willing, God willing, yeah, God willing. <laughs> Let me knock on some wood, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a beautiful thing to see for me, and I'm looking forward to continuing to see that growth for you, for selection, for the link up. Um, and I appreciate you being so vulnerable today yeah. and having this conversation with us and letting us into this, you know very like personal aspect of your life. You know what I mean? I don't take that for granted. Yeah, thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come next for you. Yeah, thank you so much. Me too. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> Me too, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild road. It's been a wild journey. And again, like, I, don't, my, I feel like my gratitude is so high. Um, so I literally never know what to expect. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful for, for every inch of success that I perceive the last you know like I'm, I'm extremely grateful for everything that comes my way yeah so, yeah i'm excited for for even more growth i'm glad i was finally able to do this yes it's, sir it's, it's been a long time coming um a long time in the making and thank you for being patient of course yeah <laughs> patient. well worth the wait yeah thank you for being consistent mm -hmm. following up consistent and i'm excited that this is my, my first actual podcast and my first time doing anything like this man long form conversation yeah 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 i'm excited for more man yeah i'll probably come back soon yeah we'll, we'll, we'll little, make it happen again a little yeah. update you know maybe a year or two or five absolutely long. and yeah. i like i said i said this already but i want to you know reiterate that this means a lot to me you. and you know i was already a fan of you but like now hearing this story i feel like you know i'm in your corner i'm sure a lot of people listening and watching are gonna think the same so we appreciate you thank you bro Absolutely. Well, from Creative Ambiance, this is Levi, Andre Power, checking out. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Fire, man.